こんにちは、みなさん。ビジネスサクセスジャパンのポッドキャストへようこそ。Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Success Japan podcast. This is your host, Lydia Bukelman. My main goal here is to create an easily accessible resource for those who want to develop Japan specific communication skills, especially in business. While I can't and won't promise to make you fluent in Japanese, I hope that you will walk away from each episode with a skill, piece of information, or shift in mindset that will help you be more effective in your interactions with Japanese business people. Before we get into today's interview, I want to quickly go over a little bit of Japanese with you. The word we learned last week is simply the word for no in Japanese. Ie. 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 This week, I wanted to bring up how to appropriately respond to another person thanking you in Japanese. If someone says thank you or arigato gozaimasu in Japanese, many resources will tell you to say doitashimashite, Japanese for you're welcome in response. However, that phrase actually isn't commonly used because it can come off as arrogant in the wrong context. The only exception is maybe saying it to someone who's roughly on the same level or lower than you. But even then, people would still often want to downplay the importance of the favor they did for the other person. This could be done using the phrase, ton demo arimasen. To, n, de, mo, a, di, ma, se, n. As this phrase roughly translates to, it's no big deal, the word no or ie can be used instead with a similar meaning. Or they can be used together as in, ie tondemo arimasen. So today I have another awesome interview to share with you. It ties in really well to last week's episode on nomikai, so be sure to check that out if you haven't already. But I want to apologize for the audio quality ahead of time. I've done my best to make sure that you can understand what Minae san is saying, but it's not as clear as the audio in a lot of my other episodes. I'll do my best to improve the audio quality in future interviews, and I encourage you to listen anyway, because Minae san has a lot of awesome information to share with you about Japanese business culture. So, without any further delay, let's hear what Minae san has to tell us about doing business in Japan. Hello, everyone. I'm very excited to have another interview today. This time it's with Minai Sawai, who is currently living in eastern Michigan at an organization called Gen J, which works to promote grassroots connections between Japan and the Midwest and southern parts of the United States. It's a program that not only creates better cultural understanding between U.S. and Japan, but by doing so, it creates a foundation for deeper Japan U.S. relations in the future. So, Minaya, would you mind introducing yourself a little bit more? Of course. So, my name is Minaya Sawai. I am a cultural exchange facilitator in Michigan with Genjay Project. It stands for Grassroots Exchange Network Japan. And this program sends cultural exchange facilitators and Japanese language supporters to the US who provide grassroots exchange activities for two years. From October 28 to September 2020. I only have six months.、Uh, yeah, let me introduce more, a little bit more about my project, Genjay. 
So this program is basically introducing Japanese cultures to the U.S., especially in the southern west, southern states and midwestern states. Then they send ten people in seven states, which are Illinois, Ohio, Kentucky, Georgia, Indianapolis, Texas, and I'm in charge of Michigan. Thank you. So what are you doing specifically? Yeah, actually, like. Our、um, colleagues, ten people in the southern and midwestern states, they do very different activities. It depends on the. It all depends on the area that they are sent to. And in my case, in Michigan, I am based at JBSD. It's a Japan Business Society of Detroit, which is the kind of Japanese organization to Japanese companies in Michigan. And I have two main, two kinds of main activity. First one is Japanese just cultural introduction, like introducing origami, calligraphy, tea ceremony, something like that. And the second one, I also have Japanese business culture introduction.、Uh, like you know, Japanese business is really sometimes really specific. So I introduce some Japanese business manner to the employees. They work at Japanese companies in Michigan. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds like some of what I do with my、um, the companies that I work with too.、Mm. And it's really really important. Do you see any results from that with the companies you visit? Ah、uh, yes, actually, you know, like there are too many companies, and I cannot、yeah. support all the <laughs> Japanese companies. Yes, like regarding the number in Michigan,、uh, like believe it or not, there are 500 Japanese companies in、wow. Michigan. So it some companies, I think it goes they go very well, but for other most of the companies, the like there is many cultural gaps between them. So I'm trying to like fill the gap between them. In totally. I visited.、Uh, I forgot the number, but around seventeen companies in Michigan. And, oh wow! Yeah, I could meet、um, Japanese and local employees there. And yes, they、um, before doing the activity, I co- I usually conduct the needs assessment at the company. And I want to get the idea what kind of problems they have, or what kind of like communication gap they create. And most of the company,、um, it seems like there is a kind of a communication problem. It happens because、mm. they don't have enough time or place to talk. But when I have a lecture or when I have a kind of work workshop there. It's kind of a great opportunity for them to talk、mm-hmm. each other. So even though、um, there are many gaps, it's kind of good. It's kind of great to talk in person and directly,、mm-hmm. so that they can accept their、um, like culture gaps or what they think, something like that.、Hmm, that works. Yeah, that's awesome. So today, you wanted to tell us a little bit about groupism specifically and how that looks in Japanese companies and 
maybe why it causes such a problem for Americans looking at Japanese companies. So can you tell us a little bit about what is groupism? Okay, yeah, groupism, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it comes from the culture matters, actually. But mm. in contrast to American, they go individualism, and Japanese has kind of groupism culture. For example, Japanese don't like to be alone or to do things differently from others. They stick together, like eating, working, or traveling in a group. So following others and being part of a group gives them a kind of carefulness and joy. But this kind of culture uh, come, coming from like many factors. Growing, growing rice, we had to grow rice to make uh, corporate or team effort is kind of what's important. And one more thing is culture. Like we uh, really hesitate to ask ask something to the others. So even so, like um, yeah, there is one example that like if we are talking, like this is kind of conversation time with local people and one Japanese, and we are talking in English. English is our second language. And if we don't know the language, or if we don't know the phrase, or don't know the vocabulary, uh, most of the time, or like most of the Japanese people, we are hesitate to ask them because, like, it's kind of we feel it's kind of rude to ask and to disrupt conversation. So we are what else, what we what we do is kind of we are trying to like. We are pretending to understand that. Oh, okay, okay, mm. something like that. But in our mind, we don't know. But we cannot ask them for the like speakers, local uh, like native speakers. Uh, even um, even though they cannot read their like hearts or their minds, then they may think, oh, okay, you are understanding me. You have no problem. But right. in our mind, like this is kind of our groupism culture. We want to, we don't want to um, like be rude to others. We want to like take the same step with others. So yeah, this is kind of a good example. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm sure it's something that anybody who has um, especially been in business situations in Japan has probably experienced. Mm -hmm. It's almost like for the good of the group who's involved in the conversation, if one mm -hmm. person doesn't understand, mm -hmm. that's just kind of a sacrifice you have to make. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And I've had, I've experienced in the meeting also, it's not only happened to the, like other countries speaking, like native mm. speaking English countries, it happens in the Japanese, only Japanese meeting also. Like, oh, really? Yeah, even though we don't understand, like, uh, okay, my boss is talking like that, but I don't know, but it's their business. It's not my business, so just, like, let them talk. Then mm -hmm. they're not going to participate actively. Then, kind of, it, it finishes. So, it's kind of... About case of the example, like, um, how do I say, groupism culture. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's our groupism thing. 
But yeah, it of course it all depends on the personality. Not mm-hmm. all the Japanese go that way. Of course, some of the people, some Japanese people, make questions if they don't understand. They are they don't hesitate to ask any questions. It's totally up to the personality. But like we have a groupism culture, it sometimes happen, and it makes that kind of culture gap between the people from other countries. So what does it say about what Japanese people value versus what maybe Americans value in relationships, in business, in getting along with other people, that sort of thing? Like American, um, American, like individualism, which Americans have and groupism, which Japanese have, is kind of totally um, opposite side of the thinking. So um, I am sure like American people or people from uh, people who has individual individualism culture, they totally don't understand <laughs> what why we go that groupism way mm-hmm. <laughs> until um, they don't know the culture, like Japanese business culture looks like. But I've heard, like I've seen or I've shown, um, uh, like I've seen the result from the questionnaire or surveys that first of first stage, um, American people who goes Japanese, who goes Japan, who goes business with Japanese, they'll be um, kind of surprised or they have no idea what they go like. But mm-hmm. um, the time, like time or experience of those programs, so they will be getting, uh, getting know, ah, okay, American, like Japanese has this kind of groupism, so what we should do. And they are trying to kind of make a good relationship with Japanese. And sometimes, mm-hmm. Japanese people um, like getting used to the kind of situation to show their opinion in front of the people or in public, then they are trying to um, adjust themselves how um, how they can work well together. Mm. So it's kind of a great example, exactly mm. uh, like very good way. But uh, I feel that but the time or experience they are needed. So it's all because it all comes from the relationship between mm. them. So to build a good relationship, it's kind of taking time. So maybe, of course, one year or two years, three, um, the time will like, be a good, good um, kind of solution for them. But um, personally, I think like if um, kind of a system or if they have a training before training or idea beforehand, maybe they can just like um, get in the meeting and get in the business. Then uh, this is a thing we learned before so they can easily adjust themselves to um, build a good relationship. So 
yeah, of course we have different ideas in our mind from the culture side, but yeah, it's kind of, mm, yeah, I'm thinking how we can solve the solution. Right, it's hard because if there was an easy solution, everybody would already know. So, mm. oh, yeah. <laughs> but if you had a piece of advice, so mm. for example, if there was one American Mm-hmm. working in a team of all Japanese people who maybe mm-hmm. aren't aware of how an American would usually work in a business context. Mm-hmm. How should that American try to behave to kind of um, avoid any sort of issues with the Japanese people who have this different mindset? I think, yeah, kind of first impression is important for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is just one, one of my opinions, but I recommend them not to kind of um, offensive, be offensive to them. Mm-hmm. Like, why you don't understand? Why do you take that actions? Why do you take that way? Something like that. If, like, Japanese people feel... Uh, that kind of offensive manners from like others in business, they may they may be easily like wanna take a distance from them. So mm. the way um, I suggest is kind of um, try to listening or <laughs> try to mm. uh, asking a very easy way. I understand that individualism is kind of very speedy and decision-making is really faster than us. But, like, sometimes, yeah, like, we go, we take really slower, cautious steps. So, yeah, of course, there are, both ways has negative and positive points. But the important thing is kind of the negotiating what, the best way between us (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah kind of a thing so maybe try to be less direct be a little bit softer Mm -hmm. be a little bit more patient exactly yeah patient yes I've heard many times like from native speakers oh we need to be patient to others (laughs) Mm. thank you very much for your patience but (laughs) patience to like each other is kind of yeah the best way for kind of a solution mm-hmm. I guess and of course that applies to any cultural interaction intercultural interaction but I can see how that would be especially mm-hmm. important between Japan and the states since mm-hmm. so many things are just completely the opposite of each other in terms yeah. of how people are supposed to behave mm-hmm. that's right yeah. of course difference is not like not too, not too bad. Like, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the way of thinking, like, kind of enjoying the difference is kind of the key point for each of us. Yeah, oh, you think that way, but I think that way. So what the kind of, I don't, like, um, yeah, how can we, um, like, compromise our idea to be the middle point or mm-hmm. something? So. Yes. 
So we need to enjoy the difference <laughs> first. Definitely. There's a lot everyone can learn from interacting with other people who have these different cultural ideas. Mm-hmm. And everyone benefits when people take the time to learn more about other cultures. So yeah. it's definitely worth any time and effort people put into it. Mm-hmm. So on the opposite side, mm-hmm. if there was an all-American team and mm-hmm. then one Japanese person mm-hmm. um, and the Americans didn't really know anything about Japanese culture, mm-hmm. what types of things could they do to try to make that one Japanese person feel more comfortable working with them? Yeah, that's kind of a hard situation mm-hmm. for one Japanese. <laughs> I easily imagine. No group. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, well, yeah, actually, honestly, and actually, I have lots of ideas to suggest for other, like, except one Japanese. But maybe important points is kind of try to um, slow down speaking mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of um, easier ah, uh, like visual effect like for writing mm-hmm. is like yeah I understand that discussion should be kind of actively made it's kind of necessary for them like good meeting but if they speak too fast for the non-native speakers, uh, we cannot catch up anything. Mm. But writing helps us very well. So <laughs> if um, someone, some of them write down the important points on the whiteboard or somewhere, and we can have the idea so through that point, ah, oh, okay, this is the topic for now, and this is the important thing, and I can, yeah, suggest or I can be involved in the discussion. Yeah, so just being very sensitive of, because people aren't working in their first language, just taking Mm -hmm. it easy, being Mm -hmm. very conscientious. Mm -hmm. And especially since in Japanese culture, people are less likely to ask for clarification, just maybe offer it every Mm -hmm. once in a while, make sure that people really understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think it's always good for people to make sure that everyone's on the same page, but maybe just take a little bit extra time and effort Mm -hmm. to make sure that that person really understands what's going on. Mm -hmm. I think that's very helpful. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, I think, yeah, if I, like, if they try to, like, uh, take care of the one Japanese too much, maybe it will take lots of time. So (laughs) just like one, like, not one, but some important points are only needed to be shared with them, like with the one Japanese guy. If they okay. Have mm. so, so get down the most important stuff. Make sure everybody's on the p- same page with the important stuff. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't speak, if he or she doesn't speak a lot, maybe like in some point they can ask their his idea. Mm-hmm. And maybe mm. kind of the uh, I want to. Like I can suggest one idea that kind of the um, icebreaker part, like mm-hmm. for one or three minutes, to um, like have an active and smoother meeting. They can have just like talk really, and it's kind of the meeting for not too offensive, not too mm. like um, 
SPD and something like that. It's kind of the, yeah, of course, it depends on the purpose of the beatings, but um, like one to three minutes ice breaker works well for discussion for everybody, including non-native speakers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, is it just important to get the other person comfortable mm-hmm. talking in front of the new people? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of the barrier? Oh, yeah, that's okay. right. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, especially if it's not your first language. You no. kind of need a little bit of practice leading up to it yeah. before you decide to share your ideas. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. is it also important for people to kind of make sure that the Japanese people in their team Mm-hmm. have time to offer their ideas? Should people make a point of asking, hey, Minaya-san, what do you think about this? Mm, yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, if like, yes, maybe it's kind of hard for us to speak whole part. Yeah, if they have several ideas, they can easily do so. But if like, as you talk to me, like you point out one idea, what do you think of this idea? What do you think of this? Maybe it's super clear for us, so we can answer it very well, easily. All right, perfect, thank you. So how does communication connect to all of this? Ah, uh, yes, communication, it's really kind of the what, which I like. Yeah, um, it is a really good word. <laughs> yes, so for the definition of the communication, it comes from nomu, drink like Japanese verb and English word communication. It's combined communication and communication. Um, it's kind of not business word uh, typically, but it's similar. It's often used in the Japanese business, um, mostly, going smoothly. And yes, communication, um, speaking to communication, like, if we have a um, kind of yes, um, there is a one work site, Japan one business work site, and the Japanese people likes going out uh, after work with drinking. So and it's kind of mandatory stuff. If their boss, our boss, asks us for going out for drinks, um. Even though we cannot drink, <laughs> we don't drink a lot. <laughs> it's kind of uh, one of the communication style, just like talking um, beyond the work. Uh, when we off to the uh, work, oh, no, no, when we uh, finish working, we can like have a place to talk at the drinking places. And Yes, usually Japanese business persons, it's called salaryman, <laughs> they like to um, discuss what their boss is like <laughs> and on the working time, something like that. Kind of, It's kind of uh, one style of the communication. And this communication works well for the good communication. Like if we had, we've done the communication together, we feel like um, getting closer relationship we make. So um, when we work on the working night time, during the working time, uh, when we done the communication, we feel like kind of similar um, idea of the kind of working. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
considering the alcohol harassment or work time reforms, the mm -hmm. uh, nomination is the style of the nomination has to be changed because some younger generation cannot drink alcohol a lot. So the boss cannot force them to drink alcohol. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to drink alcohol if you cannot drink. But when boss invites them to ask for drinking outside, it's kind of, um, for me, uh, I have to drink one sip or some, one glass or something. So it's kind of um, getting the problem in Japan now. So mm. Mm, there is a one part of the nomination. Mm -hmm. So why is alcohol such an important part of nomination? Um, because like, mm, well, maybe it's happened to the people who drinks alcohol, all the people who drinks alcohol, that like if we drink, we can like, we feel like relaxed to talk anything they oh, want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So we can talk whatever we want. Uh, with drinking power <laughs> so it's kind of one style one uh how to say like yeah it's really um the it really works for the good talking with mm -hmm. us why do japanese people not have these conversations at work why don't why do they only have them after work ah uh, yeah that's a good question because we are too serious to work. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah, they think, like we think um, productivity is important for working. So when we work uh, during working times, um, we have avoid like studying with others because mm -hmm. it borders for their work and as well as mine as well. So we try to focus on working only during the working time. So That's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's kind of if we if they chat or we chat, like we think it's bo it borders of the kind of productivity. So yeah, it's kind of yeah we try not to do so. Mm. But yeah, sometimes I feel like American. Like when I work in the um, in the U.S. and when we chat, it's kind of works for the good relationship as well. So sometimes we can get the good information with chatting. So um, yeah, I think American people um, do that kind of communication style uh, during the working hours. And right. Yeah, it's kind of productive as well. So there is good and bad. Like <laughs> it's a difference of cultures. Like mm -hmm. Japanese people go the nomination style. Like uh, after we finish working, we do go nomination. But American goes the kind of how do I say? Like just communication during working hours. It's also mm -hmm. yeah, good way. Mm. We cannot judge which one is good or not good. Just like right, they're just different. different. <laughs> yeah, it just shows how important it is to make good relationships and how much of a priority it should be. But 
yeah, definitely different ways of approaching it in America versus Japan. Mm-hmm. We have no problem chatting during work yes. hours in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, like, yeah, sometimes I'm surprised that, like, um, for example, um, when we go to the um, Target or Myers, the supermarket, and the cashiers um, are chatting with like each customers, mm-hmm. even though we have a long line. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it never happens in Japan. <laughs> so, like cashier has to be like cashier is under pressure for everybody to watching like you have to be in hurry because you have a long line or something like that so kasha no kasha tends to not to talk a lot with customers but just like welcome thank you something like that but like american cashiers talks a lot like how are you doing how was your weekend something like that mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of yeah fun but like sometimes Japanese people may think, um, uh, why are you chatting be, be, um, under this situation or something like that? Mm-hmm. I feel that way at Target sometimes too. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely guilty of that. Yeah. Is there anything else that people should know about communication? In order days, in order times, communication is kind of um, what's happening a lot, and it was very important for. Um, kind of business networking as well mm-hmm. but nowadays the number might be reducing um, because of alcohol harassment or work time reforms yeah it still exists I guess yeah is there something about communication that you think Americans could learn something good from communication mm, uh, I've like I've heard one example that like it's not it's similar with communication, but mm-hmm. one of my friends um agree with the idea of karaoke song. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I would like that one better. <laughs> yeah. It's combined world with karaoke and communication. Because like at the karaoke people who don't think well um, like people who thinks who likes singing, they can if they go to karaoke together, it's kind of team building. Yes, team building. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a kind of great um idea for team building with mm-hmm. communication. If we go together to karaoke, so we sing together. Even though we good or not, just like yeah, singing together. And we can like have a good time together. So communication, communication <laughs> is also kind of good way to, for team team building. Right. Okay. So maybe the drinking part isn't the important part. It's just the building relationships so exactly. that you can communicate better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that good. makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've heard one example that one Japanese uh, one. American employee working at Japanese company, uh, they had a, uh, he had a business trip to Japan. And on Friday, at uh, so five o'clock, they arranged the kind of welcome party for him, only for him. And mm-hmm. like many people 
working at the department gathered for him. So he was so surprised. Like after um, they worked over 40 hours a week, then Friday night, but many people were gathered, gathered for him. Uh, for me, it's kind of natural and it's normal. But like for him, it's kind of like after work on Friday night, especially it's a very precious time for him and for everybody. So they usually go back straight, go straight home and they have a, they have a time with family, but they did like the people who gathered for him was kind of canceling his family time, then they gathered for him. So mm. <laughs> kind of, yeah, he was so surprised for how Japanese people are uh, like committed to um, nomination. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. Oh, that's awesome. It definitely goes back to the importance of groupism, like everybody giving up a little bit of their individual time for the good of the group because he was joining the group. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it definitely makes sense in broader Japanese culture, but mm -hmm. uh, giving up our Friday nights is not something Americans like to do <laughs> for work activities. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe sometimes it's good. Like all the time, like every Friday or like every month, right. it's too much. But mm -hmm. like, yeah, sometimes it's like kind of good, like way for communication with others. Right, maybe somewhere in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. So it can be related to groupism, communication, or something else, but. What do you think is the biggest misunderstanding foreigners have about Japanese culture? Yes, yeah, speaking to the like business aspects, um, I think like most of the Jap most of the uh, local people may think Japanese is kind of too shy to speak out, or they have they don't have any idea in front of like in front of everybody something like that but like Japanese people they are sent to the US or they are sent to the other country they has they have to like force themselves to change their style to the, like um following the country's style like in case of the US we have to show our opinion even though we are we don't speak perfect English or other languages, um, we have to like tell them if we don't do so, um, like the working cannot like um, operate well, cannot be done. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I want them. It's kind of not misunderstanding, but um. Yeah, there is always culture backgrounds, and we are trying to. Um, we have we have no choice to adjust. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to adjust myself to the different culture. So at least I want them to understand that kind of fact. <laughs> we are trying to adjust ourselves. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So just have, again, be patient. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, maybe first save 
first big step is kind of taking time for them, but mm -hmm. like we are trying our best to fix ourselves. Right. So maybe understand mm -hmm. that if somebody looks like they're not doing anything or mm -hmm. they look like they don't have an opinion, maybe they're just having to work extra hard to do mm -hmm. anything, let alone have to contribute mm -hmm. extra more than they're used to maybe in their home country. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, just adjusting to a new culture is exhausting. Exactly. I know that from experience. And uh, oh, yeah. if people could have a little bit more empathy, I think that would be very helpful with international oh, yeah. business. Absolutely. And I want, like, I want to suggest them or ask them to keep motivating them. <laughs> like, mm. I know kind of it's kind of too, too much work for them. but like um we are trying to speak um or we are trying to be a perfection perfectionism so mm. but it's okay um for them even though we make mistakes or it doesn't have to be perfect so i want like local people to facilitate them um it's okay for making mistakes like, you are allowed to do anything, something like that. Yeah, is there a way that people can do that without maybe hurting people's feelings? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I know if you're a little too pushy or if somebody gives a half idea, like a not perfect idea, and then somebody's like, oh, no, we can't do that. Maybe it would hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah, I think um, it's kind of, um, it doesn't... It doesn't, um, how do I say, like, maybe it's taking time and it's kind of a step-by-step -step process. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, like, small steps, like, piling the small steps are really important, I guess. So, maybe um, we have a kind of ideal purpose or ideal goal, um, or at the level of 10, let's say. Yes, level mm -hmm. of 10 is the kind of um, like ideal relationship, ideal communication style. But like, I think if we do like, if we start from the 10, level 10, maybe like for us, it's kind of too high and we can, we feel like it's too, um, like it's, it may take time to reach up to the level 10. So um, in that case, they can start with level one, two, three, four. So <laughs> we can step up the level one by one. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Try not to rush into communicating perfectly, just mm -hmm. take things one step at a time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> maybe we, they can start with a small chat. <laughs> Mm -hmm. The most important thing is kind of um, like having the interest for to others or communication. So if we feel like oh you have no interest to me or something like that, the communication doesn't work well. So yeah, listening to others well, showing interest each other might be a uh, like good tips for better communication.
So is there anything else that people tend to do that might hurt their relationship with Japanese people? Yeah, it's kind of similar with what I talked, but like speaking too fast, like native speed, and if we use the difficult, like specific words or slang, we, mm-hmm. we don't understand, we feel like, yeah, we don't want to bother the kind of funny chatting if they making laugh, if they are they look funny, we don't want to bother what that mean or something like that. So, but um, even though they are laughing, if we don't understand the like point of the conversation, we feel a little bit isolated with the communication. <laughs> Sometimes it happens if the between the native speakers, it's not it's natural, so it's no problem to talk. But if there is a group, we they have a one or two other some non-native speakers, they may have a kind of difficulty to understand the native speed English or kind of specific words. So um, it's kind of important to have the feeling um, to enjoy the chatting with all together in a group. Yeah, so just be inclusive mm-hmm. as much as you can and be mindful of Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's hard yeah. when you're so used, especially if you don't speak another language. It's hard to know what mm-hmm. words are special and which ones aren't. But just mm-hmm. trying your best goes a oh, long yeah. way for sure. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm. So on the other side of that, is there anything you've seen Japanese people do that could hurt their relationships with foreigners? Yes, for Japanese people, it comes like it's many sometimes happen that like. Japanese people are hesitant to look their eye during conversation. It's kind of our um, way for showing respect to others. If we are not familiar with chatting, like chatting during, uh, like we are not familiar with watching our eyes each other during chat, our chat. So it's normal for us, even though we don't look our eyes a lot, but maybe for um, like American people or people from other countries, they have a culture to watch their eyes during the conversation. They may feel kind of it's um, rude and it's rude if they look at their eyes a lot. So it might be hard. Yeah, I think it's a hard thing for a lot of countries because there are countries other than Japan where um, not making eye contact is a sign of respect. Mm -hmm. But in America especially, we take it as a sign that the other person just isn't trustworthy, Mm -hmm. which makes it very difficult to build a relationship if you feel like the other person could be lying to you. Mm. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, just if Americans can be aware that it's not a sign of deceit Mm -hmm. it's not a sign of um like feeling awkward or anything it's just Mm. slightly different than what we're used to so Mm -hmm. definitely something to keep Mm. in mind (laughs) (laughs) they're not just lying to you it's just a different way of going about um conversations and one more thing like um yeah i've already talked to this point as well but we are kind of hesitate to ask questions even though we don't know or we don't understand well because we don't want to border the discussion or we don't want to, um, 
yeah, like it's kind of um, a shame to ask questions if we don't understand. This is our、uh, comes from our cultures. So, but like people,、um, like local speak local people may think,、oh, okay, you understand, you understand my what I talk, but eventually, if they don't understand anything. They may be embarrassed. <laughs> why, yeah. Why you didn't ask me something like that? So yeah, in my heart, the relationship with foreigners. Yeah, we are trying our best again. Yes, <laughs> everyone is trying their best. So,、yeah. do you have an example of a time that you had an, a misunderstanding with intercultural communication? Ah,、uh, yes. Like, um, yeah, like yeah, Japanese people. Um, like I, um, um, yes, I had experience one experience for intercultural communication misunderstanding that we have a culture that we don't clearly say no,、mm-hmm. vaguely、um, say no. So, for example, like,、um, do you want to do so? Maybe. In this question, to this question, answer should be yes, I do, or no, I don't. But for Japanese people, we may say, ah, kind of, it's hard to do so, or <laughs> <laughs> like I may do so next time, or let me consider something like that. So we are hesitant to say no clearly. So I had an experience that. Like I wanted to vaguely say no to the offer, or like for example, yes,、uh, speaking to my kind of dating,、mm-hmm. <laughs> one man asked me for dating a lot, and I was texting with him, but after、um, I once met him, see him, saw him,、um, I feel like I wanna keep. The relationship with friendships, friendships、mm-hmm. with him. So he was asking me for next date, but I vaguely said no, and because I have a boyfriend in Japan, so maybe next time, like in the future, bye bye. And I stopped texting with him,、mm. but he didn't realize that my message was clearly no. So oh. What's the problem? Even though you don't, you have a boyfriend. You have a boyfriend.、Uh, he's not here in the U.S., so you can't <laughs> <still> date me. <laughs> What's the problem? Why you don't text me back? Something like that. And I feel so, um, like, like how do I say, like embarrassed with that. He's like,、mm. why you don't understand me? I, like, at my. Um, place. Well, at my opinion, I vaguely said no. I have a boyfriend, but he still texted me. So I feel like I should have clearly say no. I'm not interesting you or something.、Mm. So or I am busy and I have no time to text with you. So yeah, eventually, in a conclusion, um, I. Learned this ex- from this experience. I should say clear.、Uh, there is a time I should clearly say no. 
Yes. Yes. Being clear about no's is definitely important in the States. But to be fair, Mm -hmm. um, he probably shouldn't have kept texting you if you said you had a boyfriend. So (laughs) it wasn't your fault. Oh, yeah. It was also just him. So (laughs) not all American guys are like that. Don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your advice. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the most important thing someone who is going to Japan for business should know? So if they got off the plane and they only knew one thing, what would that one be? Thing. <laughs> <laughs> one thing. It's really hard. Well, maybe I can say um, to to be polite as much as you can. <laughs> you know, like Japanese, Japan, it's extremely go polite. So. In many ways, um, like we have ojigi, bowing, mm-hmm. or respective words. It's called keigo, mm-hmm. or yeah, something like that. So, but in many cases, if you go politely, it will be no problem. So, of course, um, yeah, we understand for foreigners, um. We don't expect foreigners also follow our way or follow mm. our style. So it does it's no it'll be no problem if they make mistakes or if they don't follow us. But like if they go politely, just like um try to try to be nicely, try to um be good for our yourselves like attire, um, attires or postures, something like that, it'll be no problem. All right. So just do the best you can to be polite mm-hmm. and to be nice. Yes, that sounds so. like good advice for everyone. Mm-hmm. But for Japanese, like, learners, yeah, learners, for Japanese learners, I can say, if you know, like, polite or respective words, keigo or business correct any stuff, uh, it was. It will be absolutely plus. Oh, so it will okay. be an advantage. We'll have a good impression to them. Oh, you know that something like that. You yes. can be standing out. Yes. So it is not a waste of time to learn some Japanese, but mm-hmm. if you don't have time, don't worry too much about it. Mm-hmm. No. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Mm-hmm. Um, you had some social media that you wanted people to be aware of. Ah. Yes, thank you for mentioning about that. Yes, so thank you very much again for having me today. And I have several social media accounts like on YouTube, Facebook page, and Instagram stuff. So if um, you are interested in, please check them out later. All right, and I will put links for those in the description of this podcast if you want to check it out. Otherwise, if you look up um, Jen J and Michigan in Google, you should probably be able to find the information there. She has the, the um, Facebook page especially is pretty easy to find. And is there anything else you'd like to say to people before we head out? Yes. Speaking to this situation, like um, we have to stay at home. Like our first priority is uh, safe, like safety, safety first. And in this situation, I sincerely feel like the fundamental life is the kind of our 
necessary and first priority. So entertainment or this kind of in-person outreach activity face lots of difficulties, <laughs> honestly. Under this situation, entertainment brings uh, fun of our lives. Um, we need like jokes or laughs in our lives under this situation. So a quality, we can call that a quality of life, like Japanese culture. Like, um, I hope I can like bring entertainment to you um, in some way. And I need someone like some organization like you um, to work together for quality of life. That's all. All right. Well, thank you again so much for your time. Again, I'll be sure to put all of her information in the description of this episode. So feel free to get in contact with her, check out her YouTube videos and all that. I will talk to you guys again next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I hope that you got a lot out of today's interview. The ability to look at things from another person's point of view is, of course, an essential part of looking at life. But that's even more true when it comes to working with people from different cultural backgrounds. Since relationships are so important for being successful in Japan, you should definitely do whatever you can to prioritize building rapport whenever possible. And be sure to check out next week's episode on karaoke or karaoke in Japan. It expands more on what Minaya-san said about karaoke-cation, so you should definitely subscribe so you don't miss out. But in the meantime, remember that the more you learn, the more confident you will become as you explore all of the opportunities Japan has to offer you. So if you found the information here today useful, and you want to hear more content in the future, please consider leaving a review. It really helps other people find the show. And of course, if you have any other questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes or interview topics, please email me at businesssuccessjapan at gmail.com. Until next time, mata kondo!